0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592, or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, March the 30th, 2016.
1: Hey, good morning and welcome. Hello, friend. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. On a hump day, the physical delivery of gold and silver, distributed weekly, daily, hard at work for you. To put it in your hands, the easiest way possible, and it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy here. She's here to take your calls, answer your questions, just be nice to you if you like. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. That information is also provided to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner. And it's as simple as click, point, and click. You're looking at your products of what you want to buy. Maybe you're looking at products to go, hey, what if I sold my stuff? Well, let me tell you, Joe, the owner of the Patriot Trading Group, he'll buy it from you, too. What situation are you in? I don't know, but we're here for you when it comes to your gold and silver news and all of this on a daily basis, someone is policing the Fed and holding them accountable for what they're feeding us and telling us on a daily basis. And that's Joe Quinn. Joe, how are you this Wednesday?
2: Hey, happy hump day. Uh, Glad to be here. You know, uh, I don't know if I'm holding them accountable. Well, I wish I could.
1: (laughs) What I mean is this. You're voicing an opinion of, of what I think is somewhat putting their feet to the fire of saying, you know, hey. That's not really what's happening. Why don't you tell us the truth? Okay, did you see the unemployment number that came out?
2: I, I didn't know. I saw the – AD. do you mean the jobs from ADP today? Yeah, 200,000 part-time jobs. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, it, it just looks like <laughs> such a positive news source. Yet we get a call yesterday from a friend of ours who – he has jobs paying $17 an hour. It's laborious work. Right. It's nobody hard work, it. and nobody will take these jobs. You know why? Eh, it's easier to sit at home and wait for my uh, my stipend from the city or the government. You know, it's easier to wait for that fund and that handout. And we got to get out of this mindset. In well, here, here's
2: the problem. Here's here, and this is truly the problem. Is it's not enough money? I mean, you sit there and you think about sixteen dollars an hour. And and that's thirty three thousand dollars before taxes.
1: Yeah, what are you going to do with that? What, uh, what can what you, do tell, you do? How it? do you live on that?
2: And, and this is kind of the real dilemma that we're in, you know. And it's so funny because you know we saw or we heard yesterday that California is going to move to fifteen dollars an hour. It's only going to take them another six seven years to get there. Of course, by the time that rolls around. The is going to be need to be twenty five or thirty, and and I'll just I'll just give you a great story. Okay, so uh, my wife and my two boys, they are on my boys are on spring break, and my wife is taking them on a little you know well earned little trip. Okay, just to California, nothing extravagant. Uh, hit the beach and they rode bikes around Coronado Island and yesterday they in in they do they went to disneyland and we've gone to disneyland quite a bit and when you live in phoenix that's kind of one of the things that you do been there so, so many times, times. right in my wife she called me and says you're not gonna believe what it's costing to go to the happiest place on earth and we've gone there, like I said, a lot of times. And normally you buy what they call the the park hopper,
1: yeah, where you, so can go you can go to, to California California
2: Adventure and Disneyland. Right,
1: right.
2: And, and my wife said, yeah, I didn't do it. They wanted $170 per person because Disney now has a new pricing policy, which is, hey, it's spring break, so that means we're going to charge more. Right, if you want to come when everybody's in school, you know, you want to come in in October or September or maybe you go in February when kids are in school. Maybe we'll charge you a little less, but we got our new pricing policy. And I was just thinking, imagine if if you here you are and you're making sixteen dollars an hour, and you want you your wife and your two kids to enjoy a day at Disneyland. It's more than a week's pay just to get in. Forget about staying at the hotel. Forget about actually eating while you're there. Having a (laughs) churro. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Really, you're talking about, hey, that would be two or three weeks, maybe a month for a lot of people just to go and and, – just
1: amazing. Well, it's an interesting thing, right there. You know, you were saying a minute ago, sixteen dollars an hour is thirty-three k a year, right? Right. If your rent is twelve hundred dollars a month, fourteen thousand four hundred dollars of your salary just went away. That's right. your rent.
2: Right. And this that's is that's your rent. Thirty-three before you have to, you, you know, pay, pay taxes. You haven't paid any taxes yet. Right. So really, when you think about what you end up with, it's not a lot, and this is why everything doesn't make any sense. This is exactly why, and this is the dilemma. This is what the Federal Reserve has really done to America. And, and so we here we sit, and we're talking about why it is that even though they say 200,000 jobs, no one's got any money. And the realities are, all these jobs are part-time. Just yesterday, I had dinner with some friends of ours. Another one of those people working two and three jobs didn't even know it, and he, he was telling me, oh, yeah, well, on the weekend, I train people, right, trying to make ends meet. And, and this is really what a lot of America has come down to now, and it's really all at the hands of the Federal Reserve. This is key in economics. This is what we get. And what we get is that the cost of everything around us continues to outpace what we make. And now, for the first time in really, let's face it, modern history, the American worker is making less and less year after year now, 10 years in a row. And we're wondering why it's a struggle. We're going to talk about Oreo cookies when we get back. Now, what starts with the letter C? Cookie starts with C. Let's think of other things that start with C. Uh, uh, who cares about other things? C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me
1: oh. cookie, cookie, You know, there's I a commercial On television right now With the cookie monster Where he's patiently waiting For his cookies Have you seen this? I it's not adorable It just cracks me up Because he just You know, Siri He's talking to his phone Siri, please play Patiently waiting music And time in a bottle Comes on It is
2: very funny and,
1: Yeah, it's a very You have to see it
2: Anyway, I digress So we're talking about You know, this is we've come into a place where everybody now you need to work so hard just to stay in place so many americans now out there trying to hang on to middle class you know what i'm saying and and they're out there and they're trying desperately to get there and then homer and i you know we we used to coach basketball together for a lot of years up in Anthem and for those of you that don't live here it's one of those big master planned communities and and this one was a master planned community and really targeted kids
1: yeah young families you know raising little
2: kids yeah, yeah I mean because they had the the community center with the basketball court and the weights and then it had the pool with the big that fills up and you know like a little a great little mini water park if you will and it had a lot of parks scattered through all all out the community and the slides and and really it's a what it was supposed to be a middle class suburbia and and a lot of these kids now that we coach are now coming of age they're young adults I wait to see. That's a great question of what's going to happen.
1: This is also a generation that has spent uh, um, their childhood days, um, for the most part, playing video games. They really have, you know. I I just, I I think that these guys are up for a big surprise, you know. Hopefully, you know, we wish them all success, but, you know, everybody has their own path to go down.
2: Well, here's the thing that that when you sit there and you, you try to understand how it is that we got here, okay, and 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 I'll tell you a big piece of it is what I heard again today. They had another one of these Fed governors out there today. Of course, Janet Yellen yesterday. She really laid it all out on the all their cards out on the table, and said, "Hey, listen. The the facts of the matter are we in a lot of areas things are worse in the financial arena." Things are worse in the economic arena than they were in December. And and today one of the Fed governors was out and he was talking about two percent inflation. And and I it never ceases to amaze me. And here he sits and they've got him they got him sitting there live in studio and you got all of these uh the commentators all there and they're all nodding their heads like like yes, this two percent nirvana thing. but what that really means is he wants the money to be worth less. that's what it means. So essentially, if you're out there and it doesn't matter if you make twenty thousand, thirty thousand, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. You that hundred thousand, that fifty thousand, that twenty thousand will buy you less, and and they want you know two percent. But you got to remember the two percent they're talking about. That's seasonally adjusted, and don't count this. And well, that doesn't you know. Let's not count that. And that was innovation, and this was this, and this was that. And you know the real number. Who knows what the real number is. But at a minimum, they want your hard-earned money to buy less every single year. And they want to do this every year, year after year. And somehow, the media has helped convince us that this is a good thing. You know what's bad? If it's less than 2%. (laughs) Wait a minute. You mean... My money will almost buy, almost buy what it bought last year, and that's a bad thing, and that the answer to that is yes. It's one of the, the things you have to believe. And then you factor in the the other side. So you have that side, which is the money, money, print money, print money out of thin air, it's not backed by anything, that's that side. Then you have the other side. And the other side is involved in, in ensuring that the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. And really that is Washington, the people that we elect, being lobbied by big business. It's really quite simple. And today's another example, and I know we touched on this story maybe three months ago or six months ago, but today's the day. Today's the day in Chicago we're Oreo cookie. I would probably. I, I don't know, if and I'm going to make an assumption. Probably the most popular cookie in the country. If not, right, right, Chips Ahoy, right, right there. Like that, right there, yeah. Soon, we may we may not be able to stomach them. The right. I, the iconic cookies don't sustain good jobs in the United States any longer. As part of the relentless killing of American manufacturing, Nabisco plans to cut in half the workforce of its largest domestic bakery, which happens to be in Chicago, sending more than 600 jobs to Mexico, where the pay is so low that the minimum wage isn't measured by the hour. It's measured by the day, and according to the the article out of Chicago today, the Chicago Tribune says the daily minimum wage in Mexico four dollars an hour. Now we talked about Lear Corp. What was that a couple of weeks ago? Lear Corp., which makes the car seats, not the not the child seats, but the seats that go in automobiles. They used to pay close to $30 an hour in America. The few jobs that they still have here pay about $19 an hour. And by the way, they were very gracious. And they said, hey, we'd love to bring some jobs back from Mexico. If you guys will do it for 10 bucks." And, oh, by the way, we get a bunch of tax breaks. Nabisco says, hey, 10 bucks? Yeah, that's not going to get it done. We pay $4 a day down in Mexico. And it says the company has already sent thousands of jobs offshore, shutting factories in Pittsburgh, Houston, and Philadelphia. On Chicago's south side, what used to have 1,200 workers baking chocolate wafers, mixing them with the iconic cream filling for Oreo cookies for decades said the whole neighborhood apparently smelled like oreo cookies man that'd be tough i do well. i'm a big fan let me tell you right now i'm already need to lose pounds i don't know if i could live in a neighborhood that smelled like Oreos. well there's they they they're, you have to have cold milk too i mean, right. that, I mean it's not, they right. go together last summer managers held a company-wide meeting now remember Uh, We put it up on our website uh, when they did it. It was carrier air conditioners. Remember their company-wide meeting where they gathered up all of their employees to to tell them, hey, by the way, how long have you worked here, not including today, because, yeah, your job's going to Mexico, but pipe it down. Pipe it down. People want to hear what I have to say. They said the workers... They were expecting to hear updates for upgrades at the facility. (laughs) How would you like that? Hey, is going to tell us about all the upgrades that are coming to the factory, so now we can have assurances for our job for the next decade. Instead... The company demanded its workers swallow $46 million in wage and benefit cuts. Otherwise, the investments were going to go south of the border. And, uh, by the way, Nabisco CEO, he's only made about $200 million over the past eight years, so I don't think he really cares. Sure enough, At the end of July, they announced they were moving to Mexico. And once that the facility begins to make Oreos and other treats, 600 people were going to lose their job. And apparently today was the day that all of this started to happen. Poor Mexico. Now they've
1: got to deal with Ford being there. They've got to deal with... Nabisco now being there, they've got to deal with... Lear, Lear, Oh, those poor people are <laughs> saying it. We, have, we, are, we don't have enough people for all these jobs. What is going on?
2: It really is amazing. And you think about, there's no way for us to get there. $4 a day? and And none of these jobs are coming back. They're still... All of it. Anything that was made here. Now we can't make a cookie here. We can't make car seats here. We can't make cars here. We can't make air conditioners here. Eventually, what happened? How about today? Boeing announced they're laying off 4,500 people. Can't make airplanes here. <laughs> I mean, right ahead. You know what? If there's a war, we got to call time out. Man, get used to working two and three part-time jobs just to make it. this is the thing. So we sit here and we think about all of that on top of the 2% inflation. And you sit there and you wonder why things are the way they are. And then yesterday, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, minus the motorcycle in the background, you really need to go to the podcast and listen to yesterday's show. Yesterday we talked about what's coming next. Okay, no, I'm not talking about rate hikes. Okay, that's old news. What's coming next? And really what we do know is all the whole world is all running in the same direction, The, which is the negative rates, which is the attack on cash, which is going to lead... And has already led now to some big problems in the U.S. Treasury markets where primary dealers are being forced to hold treasuries that normally would sell at auctions that aren't selling. And then we we got more details yesterday. If you go out to allamericangold.com this morning, the very first article on the website talks about what it is that we've agreed to do. The EU has their bail-in mechanism. We've seen that work now in Cyprus and Greece. Uh, we, we've come to an understanding, along with the UK, how we're going to handle the bail-ins. Dodd Frank, as we learn more and more details about what was really what that bill really was, right? That wasn't an end to too big to fail. What Dodd-Frank ended up really being was this is how we're going to bail them out the next time. And in there, they lay out how the FDIC is going to take over your bank and then turn you into a shareholder. We're going to talk about that and then what Canada now is getting ready to do. That's all coming up next. Go ahead.
0: If you don't want to hear it, other people do. So let's quiet down.
2: (laughs) That was the sound clip from Carrier Air Conditioning. After they had... uh, gathered up their employees not for a plant expansion or not for reinvesting but to let them know your services are no longer required but please pipe down people want to hear what we have to hold it
1: down i need to deliver bad news in a bad way just no no empathy at all for their own employees it's amazing to me
2: i wonder if they get a trophy when they're done
1: a life trophy. Yeah.
2: Hey, thanks a lot. Here's a thanks for participating. Oh, thanks for playing the feud. You know, and you sit there and you think about, I mean, really? This is what we signed up for? This is what our elected officials had in mind? This is what's going to make America great? We're really doing well. GDP growth is just around the corner? What I want to know is, who in the right mind thought that this was going to be a good idea? Twenty years later, there's nothing left here. And the goes down to 600 people. And if that isn't bad enough, right, then they let them all, what, dodge taxes? Right, they they go out. Oh no, we we're, we're now headquartered in Ireland, or we're now headquartered somewhere, you know, in the Bahamas, or wherever it may be. And when somehow we think this is going to lead us to economic prosperity, I mean, I'm sure Nabisco stock is up today, but it's not up because of the American worker. It's up despite. The American worker, and then you start thinking about the new legislation, right? That rewarded all of these bankers that behaved so badly. And listen, let's make let's really call it what it was. They they punched America in the gut. We all witnessed it. I know no one likes to talk about. It. Let's forget about it. that. Was bad times. talking about all the bad times all of that unleashed upon us by these bankers and now we're finding out the cruelest trick of all which is hey we've got a new plan for dealing with this we're going to put the FDIC in charge because they got no money Right? we They came up with this great fake insurance policy that actually doesn't have... Here's what we learned. You know what? All the housing market... Here's a great example. The housing market, all of those bonds that went behind the mortgage debt, right, they were quote-unquote insured. Then we found out that none of those insurance companies actually had any money to pay out the insurance. That's the same thing with your FDIC-insured bank account. And we learn now the new plan is don't worry. Because when we bail them in, we're going to turn you into a shareholder. The only thing, there's a little wrinkle in that. See, when you become a shareholder... You are no longer considered a depositor or, quote-unquote, an unsecured creditor. And now all of a sudden it just dawned on me, I'm like, whoa, they just gave themselves a way out. Well, if you were just a depositor, we'd insure your money, but now that you're a shareholder, well, now nah, nah, it doesn't work that way. So if you go out to allamericangold.com today, the very first article kind of highlights all the things that that you need to kind of know about when these banks start failing. You start thinking about Atlantic City and Chicago and Illinois and all of those things and all of the bonds that are getting ready to go bad, and you know they're not insured. and then if you scroll down about two-thirds of the way down canada now is introducing the very same type of legislation ramon let's roll the clip about what how canada's getting ready to join the rest of the world when it comes to stealing your money
0: hey can i show you something from page 223 of the new liberal budget in canada Just a small mention, half a page. Introducing a bank recapitalization bail-in regime. All right, well, what on earth does that mean? Well, here, I'll read some more. To protect Canadian taxpayers in the unlikely event of a large bank failure, the government is proposing to implement a bail-in regime that would reinforce that bank shareholders and creditors are responsible for the bank's risks, not taxpayers'. This would allow authorities to convert eligible long-term debt of a failing systemically important bank into common shares to recapitalize the bank and allow it to remain open and operating. Okay, again, wh- what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means that if a bank starts to go wobbly in Canada and you have money in that bank, the bank can take your money to bail itself out. But that's the joke. See, it already has your money, so they call it a bail-in, not a bailout. out that's, that's banker humor. See, when you have your life savings or your kid's college fund or even last week's paycheck in the bank that you need to pay your rent, you are technically a creditor of the bank. As in, they owe you that money. But what this liberal budget item hidden away on page 223 says is that if the bank has trouble, they can just take your cash. Oh, they'll give you shares in their worthless bank instead. Yeah, try paying your rent with that. If you want to know what a bank bail-in looks like, Look at Cyprus. About three years ago, Cypriot banks had made risky loans to Greece under pressure from the European Union. And, of course, those loans were bad, so the banks got into trouble. But the European central Bank said they'd only help out Cyprus if the banks seized their own depositors' assets. As in, the Europeans said, rob your own people first, then we'll top it up. Oh, now, at first, the plan right there, was just we to we take 10% of the gist. savings.
2: But I just want to highlight for all of you out there that, that still don't want to believe it. This is all happening. Every country in the world has either already done it, as far as the legislation goes, like we have, or like Canada now, who's late to the party, right? Oh, well, oh oh We better hurry up. Let's put it in page 223. And the funny thing is, it's not like it's hundreds of pages long. The little provisions in there that, that really sock it to you. It's a paragraph. Maybe two paragraphs. That is simply just take your deposits and, and replace it with phony bank shares. That you can't do anything with. Patriot Radio News Hour, what do you think they did that for? You think they know what's coming? Of course they do. We'll be back right after the break.
0: So let's quiet down.
2: So you really got to start asking yourself why are all these countries doing this? Why are they writing this type of legislation? You think they're doing it? Uh, well, you know what? It's not going to happen, but, but we better put it down there anyway. Come on. You know that's not how government operates. Right? They don't just do it even though you know, because they think it's not going to happen. They do things only when they know for certain that they're going to have, especially something like this, right? If people really, if more and more people actually knew, they would be up in arms. Well, I guarantee you, if you pulled the average person out on the street today, they don't know that they're unsecured creditors at their bank. They don't know that they no longer own their own money. And here's the funny part is... They've made it almost impossible to function in society without a bank account. You have to have it. Your employer's not going to pay you in cash. Matter of fact, most employers now only pay with direct deposit. They don't even hand you the check anymore. Hey, by the way, go try to cash those, those payroll checks. See what happens. See what happens without a bank account see what happens you have to have one all by design and now they're all getting ready all lining up and they've got to do it quickly and this is why you need to have something that isn't part of that i mean think about The S&P 500. We did that thing where out of the 500 stocks, really 28%, only 28 stocks make up the majority of the quote-unquote profit of this great stock market that is America today. Four of the top 12 of those are banks. Coincidence? Now you tell me, how do you think the stock market's going to do when the banks are getting bailed in? And then you start thinking about, you know what? I touched upon it earlier in the week. There's a little problem in the Treasury markets This week, the two-year auction on Monday was really was was ugly the primary dealers got stuck with a a large portion of that debt of that debt issuance then yesterday they auctioned off 34 billion dollars of five-year notes the bid to cover ratio was extremely light yet again indirect bidders only took down a little over 50% of the auction rates. That number is normally about 60%. And they said that 38.9% of the paper were held by the dealers themselves. And I just got a blurb. I haven't seen it, but I heard the 30-year note auction today did not go very well either. And you're starting to see all of the world has been papered in debt. And all of these countries are stumbling now. You know, we talk about how China's selling U.S. debt. Saudi Arabia's selling All these countries that were buying this stuff now needs to sell it because they've got problems. And now we're sitting here in our whole financial system Predicated upon these banks being able to manage these debt levels and all of a sudden nobody wants the paper. And you start looking at all the municipalities and the states and all the federal debt and the only thing we know for certain is there's a lot more debt that needs to be printed. And if there's no buyers for these these debts, the banks are going to fail, which means they're going to bail in, which means they're going to seize your accounts, which means they're going to take your your dep- your money. But don't worry, they got to all matched up. They'll give you some stock in the new bank. Won't be able to pay your mortgage with it or your car payment with it, but you can feel good about that. That's why you need to put some stuff away. It's really simple. It really is. Got a a wonderful opportunity. The first time in at least 10 months, we have 50 $20 St. Gardens. It's been at least 10 months, if not more since we've been able to really get any Saints at all. I don't even remember the last time I've ran them on air. I think maybe the last time, maybe I had 20. We've got 50 of them at $1,350. If you buy 10 or more, we'll throw in the shipping at 800-951-0592. Here's the nice part about having some gold. After your bank gets bailed in, and after the accounts get seized and you get issued stock, you can still come back and sell that gold and be able to have some working capital again. 800 Final segment on a Wednesday. Final segment on a Wednesday. Our toll-free number, 800 951 A real, truly a, a special today because of the fact that it's been so hard to get any St. Gaudens. Uh, today, we were able to get 50 of them. they are fifty, which is just a fantastic buy on uh, U.S. $20 St. Gaudens, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Uh, we've had a beautiful, what I call a beautiful pullback in premiums, allowing you to buy uh, $20 gold and $10 gold at levels that, that above spot that we rarely see. I mean, really, maybe once a year premiums get this low. And, but it only lasts, you know. Usually, lasts maybe a week, sometimes ten days, uh, and then and then it's gone. So take the opportunity to put away some metals at super low premiums. Quick look here at the market: uh, gold's down seven at twelve thirty. Uh, silver just turned positive at fifteen and a quarter. Uh, the Dow, which was up like a hundred ninety points early this morning, now up sixty five. Uh, oil just turned negative, and of course, it's the end of the quarter, uh, a lot of profit squaring and, and locking things down and doing all that stuff, uh, but but one message loud and clear from Janet Yellen yesterday, talks of rate hikes are just that, talk, no actual reality on it, you start looking at what the, well, all of that is going on. Right and people, you know, rate hikes, negative rates, and this and that. And what's next? All of the countries around the world are working in unison to ensure that the next bank round, you know, the bank, the next bank failures. Because now you're you're dealing with these banks that are so big. I mean, that's all that's left. They're mega, mega banks that that this is what's going to be this is what this is how things are going to get reset cuz let's face it if B of A goes under so does Citigroup so does Wells Fargo so does J.P. Morgan so does Deutsche Bank so does Barclays so does UBS and the list goes on and on and on and on they're all tied together and they they're, they're going to tie it up in a nice pretty little bow right nice big global reset and and Don't worry. Not only are your money being taken, but so is everybody else's. So therefore, everything's wonderful. And this is the new plan. This is really the ushering in the new world order. And this is how it's all going to come about. The cash will be gone. Right? Everything will be turned into electronic credit. And either you had it, and you either had some things put away, you had things that were real and tangible like gold and silver put away, or you didn't. And you've got to be the judge of that. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. U.S. $20 same. First time in 10 months. 13.50. Pick them up until they're gone. Everyone take care. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow.